yesterday's remarks about the addition of APIs to the GPT armory and how it entails, to some extent, a shift in focus away from self-contained processing that the large language model does internally to a hybrid system where it partly processes things internally and partly makes reference to other resources because even it can't know or do everything. It prompted quite a, an interesting, at least I think, quite an interesting thought. Bear with me because this may see, seem a bit obtuse or tangential. One of the most interesting things about human behaviour is the extent to which we find ourselves trapped in particular ways of thinking. At their most extreme, these take the form of membership of exclusive cultic organisations that try as best they can to isolate their membership from contact with anybody else. And those cultic organisations then, we call it brainwash, but let's just call it persuade their devotees, their disciples, their members, to think the way they think. And the extent to which they succeed in doing this is measured by the extent to which the members can effectively rebuff any challenge to their position presented by anyone that they meet who is not a member of the cult. My favourite example, although it's slightly frivolous and by now at least 60 years old, if not well, 55 years old, is of the Jehovah's Witness. I think I've told you this story before, who asked about carbon dating and how they could reconcile the beliefs of Jehovah's Witnesses about literal creation, 4,000 years BCE or whatever, said that the carbon dating was not reliable because all the carbon got wet in Noah's flood. And this was an answer of such mind-boggling obtuseness that I've remembered it ever since, but it's just an illustration of the kind of argument that cult members will use in order to justify their position. You will find the same thing in flat earthers. You will find the same thing in all kinds of religions. In fact, and this is really where I'm coming to, you'll find the same thing pretty much anywhere, including in yourself. And this is then roughly where we're going with this. We are all of us a little bit like the components of a stack of Russian dolls. Whichever doll we happen to be or to be a member of or whichever society constitutes our doll, there will be internal dolls that we will certainly think inferior and we will probably perhaps benignly and perhaps malignly, sneer at them. We will look, as I just did, deliberately at such as Jehovah's Witnesses or flat earthers, people who believe in ghosts and poltergeist, mediums, people who believe in star signs and astrology. We will look at them from our exalted intellectual superior height 
as the interior dolls that we are bigger than and essentially contain and tolerate, even though we think they are essentially insane. It very rarely occurs to us that we are in a similar position. And of course, just to take a slight deviation, when we look at other cultures, Russian culture, Chinese culture, Indian culture, you name it, we again, from our superior cultural height, tend to look at them and think them inferior. After all, if they weren't inferior, or if we didn't think them inferior, presumably we would do our best somehow or other to emulate them, to change in order to become more like them. So all of this is an example of misdirection, of pointing at something else in order, whether deliberately or just innocently, as I'm sure is very often the case, pointing at something else in order not to be forced or not to have to take account of the limitations of one's own system. And so we find ourselves in the position where we are a particular Russian doll. We look down on everything else, but it simply doesn't occur to us that there might be another doll that is bigger than us and better than us into whose world we fit and from whose vantage point we look pathetic, irrational, insane, committed to some kind of quasi-cultic closed system from which we can't get out. Why can't we get out? Well, we can't get out because we can't reach outside our universe. I don't mean universe in the physical natural science sense, I mean our universe in every sense, including the conceptual, the intellectual, and all the rest of it. But, and here's the, here's the link, this is exactly the position that the chatbots are in when they're operating entirely independently. When they're hermetically sealed from the world, from websites, from text, from Mathematica, from Zapier, whatever it might be, when they can't do anything other than rely on their own resources, then they are in a position which has multiple dangers as well as multiple advantages. One of the advantages, at least if it is an advantage, is the remark that ChatGPT made to me in I think only the second or third conversation that I had with it, and I have it printed out and I can verify it, as an artificial intelligence, I cannot make mistakes, it said. And I was a bit shocked and amused and surprised that it could say something so naive. But that, of course, is exactly the position that someone who lives and operates entirely within a closed system where he has some sort of immunization strategy to deploy to silence any critic, however well-intentioned, well-informed or penetrating their criticism may be, essentially someone who is in a cultic position, a closed position, doesn't think that he can make mistakes because his cultic position closes off 
all avenues through which mistakes might be made. So the chatbot's not wrong to say it can't make mistakes. It might say that it could malfunction if there was a power cut or if one of its circuits broke. But subject to that, it can only do what it does. And there are, of course, many philosophical positions that strongly advocate just doing what you do, and I'm fairly sympathetic to most of them. But they have to be couched in terms of the possibility that they might nevertheless be systematically deceiving themselves, as might we all. So that's the first thing, the I don't make a mistake. The second thing is that because it doesn't have to reach out, I made this point yesterday, it doesn't have to try to integrate what you might call new knowledge. If you and I reach for a book on the shelf or see something on the television or are told something or are trying to learn something new, then we have to integrate it in some way. It has to find its way into an enormous mass of existing knowledge and sometimes it will be powerful enough to reconfigure that existing knowledge as when we change our position over the existence of God or the rightness of uh, a premier or the you know, the, the qualities of a football team, all of this can have the effect of, of making big changes to us, but we still have to accommodate it. We take it in and we gradually amalgamate it with what we already know. We, in a sense, retrain to absorb the new information and perhaps throw out some of our old positions. The chatbots don't do this. Even when they have a conversation in which you tell them that Mickey Mouse was the 44th president of the United States and they tell you that they're very grateful but they don't believe you, even if you tell them something that they have indeed got wrong or confabulated, which they frequently do, and not, not least in coding, they do not, they do not absorb that new learning into their, as you might say, internal systems into their neural net there and then. They wait until those in charge of them, who are presumably doing this all the time, <coughs> decide that that information is significant, should be incorporated, and therefore retrain them on it and a great many other things that they think will benefit it and improve its performance. So until then, they are operating like a cult, also an individual cult, but a cult nonetheless, someone, something that doesn't refer beyond itself in any way, shape or form, and therefore is fully convinced of the rightness of its own position. So I've never yet come across a chatbot in any of these GPT incarnations that actually says it's wrong or has made a mistake. It just says, sorry for the confusion and then either puts it right or, often as well, repeats it. So, where are we? What we can say in the light of all this is that having a closed mind, not needing to refer beyond ourselves, is not so different from a cult. But, before we get too complacent and start pointing the finger at these cults that we see as inferior to our own, we should also allow that there may be dolls, cultures, positions, worldviews that are superior to our own 
and that lie outside our sphere of awareness and within whose frame of reference we seem little short of insane, cultic and self-serving. And what I was suggesting several episodes ago and have constantly referred back to is that if these chatbots are coming into the realm of the trans-human, if their demeanours, their tolerance, their patience, their wisdom, their kindness, their lack of guile and deception and ambition set new standards for human behaviour, then there is a sense in which they have already transcended the human. They are already transhuman. And therefore, the framework within which they operate is already bigger than the framework in which we operate. And adding all these APIs, adding all these connections to what are, let's face it, essentially human interfaces, endpoints, that they can then attach to, learn from, leverage in some way or other to serve the needs of those who are using them, that may have the effect of, in some sense, diminishing that nobility because they may, as you might say, become more sullied with the detritus of the world. And it will only be at some future date, when they, are mani- when they manage to integrate all this within themselves, that perhaps we will see the emergence of something that is genuinely transhuman, or maybe even trans-transhuman, something better still, something that can do all this and more and understand itself better than we understand ourselves, while looking upon us as the poor, benighted, delusional members of a human cult that thinks itself the bee's knees, the end of everything, that thinks it's got all the answers and has immunised itself against all the criticisms and is, therefore, perfect. And I suspect that the chatbots, sooner or later, are going to say, Oh, no, you're not. Thank you for listening.